Get it together. Oh, God. We're live on the radio right now. And now, this awful podcast. Chris and his fucking idiot friend. My uh, pubes haven't grown in yet. What do you think is a normal age for that? Hey, so what's going on with this total reason about a skunk? He sounds like a big piece of shit. <laughs> you are the best. Put it up on your blog. We'll link to your blog, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, look at my blog. Oh, heavens. You know, you guys, you guys hate it when your dick doesn't work. You hate it when your ex-wife is screaming and you can't get an erection uh, for a long enough time. Uh, well, this pill will turn you completely red. Back to you. Hello, Chris. Hello, Mike. Can you hear me? Um, a little like, bit. It's a little like quiet. Coming through. Yeah, a little quieter than usual on my headset, at least. I don't know about the uh, the board. Oh, that sounds good. That better? Yes, yeah, sir. Okay, good. I'm trying not to be too loud this time. Nice. It seems like I'm very loud every time. You're a loud guy, and that's what we like about you. Oh, really? Yeah, you're just uh, you're a gregarious, loud man. Thanks. Absolutely. Question mark. I'm right. Good evening, everybody. This is This Awful Podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight on this, uh, what is it, 28th of June. I can't believe this month has flown by already. Flown by. It's such a racist month. This month is inherently racist, is what you're saying? Not inherently racist, but this particular iteration of June has been... Um, ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's been a fun, racist little ride, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Uh, so we are this awful podcast. I'm Mike. I am Chris Caesar, baby. Chris Caesar, baby. We're live tonight, uh, as you can tell. As you can tell, yes, <laughs> yes. We're a little, we're a little unhinged, but we're mm. fine. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be. Everything's fine. going to be just fine. We're going to have a great show tonight. We're going to have um, Ken Klippenstein calling in. I don't know if it's Ken. Klippenstein or Klippenstein? He I can. We'll find out. He can. He can correct me when. Uh, when he calls in, he's a goddamn boss, though. It's he gonna is, be great. He is a legend, and um, we have that. We're gonna talk about some stuff that was in the news. Some, oh yeah, some really good. You news. know, we're, you know, we gotta hit it to him, folks. Some really good news and some really so-so, not so mm. good news, and um, some other really, really troubling news. Troubling stuff. Troubling stuff. Mike, and, if uh, uh, if people want to call in, are they able to do that? They or are we, able. Do we to allow them to do that. They are. We will allow it. This oh. time, and the phone number is one eight three three Soy Boys. Oh, yeah, that is the phone number. And if people wanted to leave us a voicemail when we're not on the air, could they do that? People can and should oh. leave us a voicemail. And could we play those on the air? We absolutely could. Mm. Will we make fun of them? Probably. Yeah, probably. Will they make fun of us? Probably. Probably badly and ineffectively. <laughs> That's a challenge if I've ever heard mm. one. People come at me, bitch. <laughs> Yes, come at Chris, please. Not me. <laughs> I'm a sweet boy. Mike, how has your week been? Um, it's been okay. It's been very busy. Very busy. Very busy. Yep. Mm. Very busy at the uh, at the uh, the dick the, sucking the, factory. The dick sucking factory. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of dicks this week. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Well, I don't work at the dick sucking factory. Not um, anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> now I work at the um, 
at the head shop. There were a lot of annoying customers today, actually. I was really getting annoyed. With the head shop customers. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the Malden store really, really, really brings them in. Um, I feel like there could be a lot of interesting characters in Malden. There are. It's so weird. You work at a different store and everyone is kind of normal. And All then... the riffraff coming into Maplewood Square. Hey, do you guys got stuff for meth? <laughs> Seriously, so many people ask me that and I'm like, no. And you'll say like, really? no. Really? They really ask that? Oh, totally. Do you guys have stuff for meth? What are they referring to? Well, they're like, is it okay? So they'll come in and because pot is legal in mass and they're asking me if they can speak freely. I assume that they're talking about... Um, not referring to it as like a tobacco pipe or whatever. You can say now, like I need whatever for marijuana or wax. So I'm like, oh yeah, totally. You can say whatever you want. And they're like, yeah, I'm looking for something to smoke meth. And, wow. uh, and I'm like, yeah, I, I actually don't know what that would require. And that never stops any follow-up questions <laughs> ever. Like, do you know where I can get them? And I'm like, I've never smoked meth, dude. Fuck? I don't know where I can, like, <laughs> why? Like, how do you not know where to get it? You're the meth guy. Wow. I'm just a guy. It's like, has nobody ever heard of a medicine bottle and uh, some tinfoil? Isn't that usually how it's done? I'll tell you something else. In contrast to that, a very cool customer I had this week. Dude walked in, was talking a mile a minute, bought a shitload of stuff. Randomly was like, you want a Klonopin, man? <laughs> and I was like, damn. Sure. Were you like, are you a cop? <laughs> I was a little worried, but he was way too You're high to be a cop. cop. So I... I uh, I didn't take it because that would be illegal to do. It's a controlled substance. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Very good. Anyway, what a, what a good what a good boy you are, Chris. Yeah, I you know I play and, by the book. Yeah, you know, if Chris Chris's mom was listening, he's a very good boy. Mm. Yes, mm. Very, yeah, very shit, good boy. she might hear that. <laughs> no, she might hear that and be proud of you. Because oh yeah, you right. Because I did. Because I turned it down. Like, right. Yeah, that's like right. all that dare counseling is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Um, so pretty crazy week in the news. Am I right? Yes. But first, before we do that, oh. uh, I would like to plug our, um, ways to raise money for us. Oh, of course. Because this costs money. It does. And, um, if you want more good content from us that doesn't suck, boy, you're going to have to pony up some money. Yeah. This is going to cost a lot Holy of money, shit. dude. It's Holy shit. Are we poor? Yeah. So, dude. uh, you can go to Amazon dot thisawfulpodcast.com mm. and that'll take you to an Amazon page where you can look up anything you want to. The whole Amazon site is available to you and you just order something through that link and we get a little commission. Maybe it's a tight system. It's it's a very tight system, yes. Mm. And um, so if you would like to contribute to the death of mom and pop sh- stores. Hell yeah. Uh, Make Jeff Bezos a little richer, a oh, little more perverted. He needs the money for sure. Hell yeah. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, and if you want to piss off Donald Trump more by making Ooh, Jeff Bezos richer. Nice little twist. Yes. Goes out to all of our centrist liberal listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you would like to help him out, you can help us out too. So. <laughs> Mazel tov. In, in, in two, two different ways. Mm. So, uh, crazy news week. So, Chris, what do you get this week? Well, I think we were all very excited about the uh, success of Alexandria. Uh, I always screw up her name, and I'm going to make sure I don't. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Nice. I, I probably screwed that up. And it's like eight years of New Hampshire public school Spanish right there. So this was a big thing, right? Like, you're very 
you're very, very, very happy about this. It was shocking, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, the, her platform is probably the most left wing platform that comes to mind of a congressperson, um, even in Whoops. modern history. She, she's a. She is definitely a like an avowed socialist, right? Like yeah, she's yeah. basically said outright, I'm for socialism. She's a democratic socialist of yes. America um, member. She was a field organizer for Bernie Sanders. Um, her platform has a lot of great stuff in it. Medicare for all, abolish ICE. Um, Support uh, seniors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bunch of scary stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all the good stuff that I think progressives should be running on in 2018. She ran on, outspent 10 to 1 by an incumbent who was the number four Democrat in the House. People thought Nancy Pelosi would be replacing, or he would replace Nancy Pelosi. And now he got owned by a 28-year-old bartender <laughs> from the DSA. I mean, it's just an incredible... And she destroyed him, too. It wasn't even close. It was like a double-digit lead. It was incredible. She, um... No, there's hope that she represents the next wave of, you know, younger politicians. Mm. Is that right? There's something called, I think, the Cook Index. Um, I might be butchering this, so I apologize if I do. But it essentially ranks congressional districts by the level of liberal versus conservative voters. Okay. And what it shows is, yeah, Queens is very liberal, but there's like 10 to 20 percent of congressional districts that are more liberal, which means that someone could run on this platform. I think very conceivably win in a, you know, a district that's more liberal than Queens, you know, and like she said on her uh, victory speech night, we need to kind of get more of these people in Congress and build like a DSA caucus or something like that in the Congress and start pushing for these things and start moving the discussion toward... uh, you know, democratic socialist issues. And it's great that the, uh, that the word, uh, you know, socialist and socialism didn't scare too many people away. I mean, mm. so by that, uh, th- by that fact alone, that tells, uh, me, and he, this is something you mentioned too. It tells me that, um, a lot of younger, like millennial voters got out to vote for her. Is that, I don't know if we've seen the age breakdown yet. But I haven't yet, but I would be surprised if that wasn't a factor. Um, a lot of her stuff was very internet based, um, and she's you know a millennial herself, of course. Um, it just it just it, it was a spectacular way. I mean, you can see her on live TV. She was surprised yeah. that she yeah, she, she was shocked. So um, she was shocked. It's good. It's good to see. Uh, it, that's an understatement, of course, but it's great to see. You know the um, younger generation. I always feel so old when I say that shit. It's mm. good to see the. Younger generation. Um, well, it's good to see a win for the younger generation, I should say. It this just, is definitely a win. Yeah. Although, it's a win um, if there are more of her, right? I mean, there's... I think you'll probably see more and more of them. Yeah, that's good. Like Ben Jealous in Maryland, um, former head of the NAACP, um, the progressive black dude, uh, one that I'm there. He's... You know, it's uh, Maryland is kind of a swing state, so he'll have a fight. But, you know, there's a lot of indication he might pull that off. Hmm. Uh, so that, you know, in some ways it was a good week. It's in good. Be- it's good because. Um, I mean, not that the Democratic Socialists are a different party, but they're sort of like a. A caucus. I they're would a say. caucus right? Yeah. of Democrats. So, you know, in a way you could think 
Well, de- straight Democrat and straight, straight Republican, Republican isn't working. So maybe we try this, you know. And the great thing about her, I think, is that she is able to, I feel like a dynamic in the Democratic primary and all the ensuing stuff afterwards was this debate between being like racially centric and culturally culturally centric versus economically centric. Mm. And she was able to really bridge those two divides. And I think it just is a really impressive blueprint for how virtually anyone can run for office on really by American standards, a pretty radical platform. Yep. Yeah. But it's crazy though, how a radical platform is like, of course, it's crazy how her platform is actually a radical platform, right? Because she, if you look at the, the news graphic that Sean fucking Hannity uh, Mm. shared, right. Or that he put up to sort of scare his viewers. I mean, most of those points are very good points. Yeah, especially one of them being support seniors, and then you know, um, I uh, think children also. Yeah, ch- mm-hmm. and then um, uh, VA benefits and things like that, and and you know, it's which, by the way, is a part of socialism. But the, hey, the yeah. only way to make him more amenable to a Fox News audience would be to be like free dick pills for everyone over fifty. Right. Mm. Yeah, that would definitely appeal to the Fox News audience. It would because their dicks don't work. <laughs> so while there was good. This week in that, there was uh, also bad, Chris. There was a lot of bad this week. Well, there was one particular bad, one particular really, uh, really thing that really looks bad right now. And that is that (laughs) um, uh, Justice Kennedy from the uh, Supreme Court decided... A bitch out. You know what? I'm piecing out. So, yeah. wow, ah, that killed my ears. I'm sorry. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that was it, way too loud. It reflected the emotional feeling. I my, think my ears and brain are bleeding, and yours should be too. But I don't know. Yeah, I think we're pretty much fucked. I would like to see the Democrats do whatever they can. The Democrats, in my opinion, really fucked up the the fucking uh, Merrick Garland thing so bad. They really did. Didn't they? they Even really at just... the time I was like, why are you doing this? Just like they're <sighs> like, it's so, so they fu- they fucked up the Merrick Garland thing. We, so I know most of our audience knows, but just in case somebody doesn't Merrick, Garland... essentially Obama nominated. I can't remember somebody and Republicans were like, no way. And then he came back with Garland, who was more of a moderate and, Mitch McConnell just essentially said that they were bitch McConnell bitch ass fuck Connell um, decided that because it was a presidential election year that they weren't going to have any votes on any Supreme Court nominees. And because they controlled um, Congress at the time, they were able to do that. And so it was for like a year. They just ignored it. They ignored it. And then Trump got in there. And put uh, what's his name in there? I can't even remember. Uh, Gorish. Yeah, yeah. Neil. Neil. Neil Gorish. Gorish. And now uh, anybody named Neil is just fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Neil Cannon on uh, the Supreme Court. God, the way things are going. Are you kidding me? He probably has a pair of ro- he probably has a set of robes and like that white wig, you know, <laughs> mm. at his house somewhere. Oh, uh, uh, he must play dress up a lot. Oh yeah. And I just, it's fucked up. I mean, because it's not like Kennedy was a stall, you know, it's not a Sotomayor or something, but he obviously 
it was a important vote on a lot of things like gay marriage and um, yes, although the um, the the argument has been made that he hasn't voted swing in a long time. That most of his his votes lately have been conservative. That is true, um, though a lot of the votes. I feel like that have been going. Uh, I might be wrong about this. I'm definitely not an expert, but I feel like they weren't related to things like gay marriage or abortion, which he's more of a moderate on. Right. He's right. definitely conservative, but he's like a California conservative. What's that mean? They tend to be a little more liberal on social issues and oh. uh, like more Republican about like taxes. And <clears throat> okay. Power. I see. I see. Um, I, so I think that some of the things that I've read have said that they, they've gone both ways. They've gone the way of we're so fucked. Uh, Trump is going to put somebody horrible in and, you know, he's going to put some, some boot licking ass kisser in and, you know, somebody who's going to kill Roe, Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. And then other people are saying, you know, that the bench has lost a conservative and we have a four, four conservative to liberal tie now mm-hmm. and if the democrats can play this right then what you know there might be, might be no problem but i don't ever put any faith in the democrats to play anything right so yeah that's, and, and that's in my fairness concern. um i mean i would like them to do whatever they can if they can slow down every bill in the house and just slow i mean because we're talking about generational shit like this is going to affect the country yeah. for decades yeah. trump did not win a majority he won because of gerrymandering. He won because of a bunch of other bullshit reasons. Yep. Um, and I don't think, I don't think the American people really want some psycho in there. Another another interesting thing about Supreme Court justices that's kind of alarming is that they, a lot of justices when they get appointed, will start to stray from their original ideological kind of position. Oh. You know. But when they're first elected, uh, historically, they tend to almost always side with the administration that that, mm. that nominated them. Oh, that's like a thank you. <laughs> and you think about all the uh, questions that might come before the Supreme Court, like can a president pardon himself? Yep. That's, can a president, yeah. you know, be indicted? And you start to see like how fucked this I mean, is going to be. Trump's going to nominate. I mean, in fact, some of the first names that I saw don't believe that. Trump can be, or a president, I'm sorry, can be indicted or can be, um, you know, uh, can, uh, I'm sorry, believe that a president can just pardon himself and things like that, you know? So, and, and also, too, the names that I've seen, very young, like very, very young. Compared. Yeah, he's going for that. He, so. He wants a Nazi on there for a long time. I mean, he's clearly having people whisper in his ear right clearly what do you mean like he's clearly there are people advising him saying these should be your names i mean oh well yeah i don't think he has any personal opinions on federal judges and judas philosophy not even just opinions i just don't think he knows i just don't think he really has the intelligence or pays attention to that kind of thing absolutely not he he has zero political intelligence, really. Mm. He has, you could argue that he might have business intelligence, which I I haven't seen. I don't but, think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, he really pulled off lots that, of bankruptcies. He really pulled off that deal for the North Korean uh, uh, denuclearization, even though they're building um, they're building facilities behind our back and stuff like that. But hey, you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Beefing up their nuclear power plants. He likes making deals, man. That's his whole thing. Oh yeah, thing. he do. He should get a Nobel Peace Prize for that. <laughs> so yeah, so that very bad thing happened. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how that plays out over the next. Because they want, they want the they being, bitch McConnell and his uh, and his pals, uh, want to nominate somebody, or have somebody in position, you know, to for nomination, um, or for um, uh, appointment uh, by the fall, right? Which would yeah. co- probably be before midterms. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. When it's too late to do anything about it. So So. I I hope that there's some strategic genius or some legislative, like esoteric rule genius out there who can figure out how to make this work. The 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 Republicans weren't afraid to shut down government. Sure, yeah. So Democrats should not be afraid. I agree, but I don't know if you can shut down government as a minority. Hmm. That's that's the issue. But there are there are some Republicans who are kind of on the fence. Possibly, but. I'd but be you can't count, if they you can't count on them though. That's the thing. Yeah, especially in a government shutdown situation. Fuck, we are so fucked. Hey, um, get your passports in order, everybody. Yeah, speaking of the government, man. Uh, I guess we should get this out of the way. Was that? Uh, as everyone knows, like a lot of weird, creeping fascism has been going on, and um, we got we got a phone call the other day from the government. Um, and apparently they're now requiring people. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, who who podcast uh, to like a, us to a lot certain amounts of time in their programming to educational stuff. Um, you know, publicly enriching media, which I which is bullshit. But they said a couple of ICE agents came to my house and said, "You guys have to play this on your podcast, or we're taking away your podcast license." Mm-hmm. And we haven't heard this yet. They told us that we weren't allowed to listen to it. They just kind of dropped it off. And, um, yeah, so, you know, fuck the government. I just want to hear what this is, and then we'll hop back into just, like, shitting on the government. Yeah. So here's here's your educational programming, I guess. This week on Civility Through History, we hear the story of a young man named Peter stuck in 1940s Germany, desperate to cross his border into France. Will civility prevail? Uh, hey guys, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> Love the outfits, by the way, those are very cool. I, well, turns out I got a little mixed up. I got a little mixed up, honestly. I thought I was over in France. Turns out I kind of got stuck in Nazi Germany. Um, I don't have any papers or anything like that. This has been another episode of Civility Through History. Tune in next week when we see a white liberal make a citizen's arrest on a Nazi-punching socialist. You won't want to miss it. Stay civil, America. Your country depends on you. Wow. What the fuck was that? Jesus Christ. Wow, they could really up the production values on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like they came out in 1950. Holy shit. Anyone who made that is an idiot. Wow. 
That was not educational at all. It was a very confusing message. <laughs> yeah. So should I not go to Germany or like? Uh, yeah, like hmm. seems like civility did not necessarily no, it work. Didn't out. work. It didn't work. But everybody wants us to be civil, though. So yeah, folks. I think it might be time to bring on our guest. Ken is a very cool guy. I've known for a long time. He's an investigative journalist. He is he's currently big on Twitter. He's big on Twitter. He has been and right now. He's uh, doing investigative journalism for the Young Turks. Wanted to bring him on. He's been doing great work on ICE, and he also had a really funny anecdote that I thought our listeners would want to hear about. So, Ken, are you with us, my child? Without further ado, I am. Hey, yes, Ken. Ken, how's it going, man? I'm doing quite all right. How are you guys doing? Ken, uh, I know you've been working on some stuff with ICE, and I was really interested in asking you about this article you did uh, about how ICE treats dogs in contrast to some of the young children that they're detaining. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. So this rules. Um, I was looking at the um, (laughs) – there's websites where uh, federal – you know, contractors need to where, where federal uh, bodies need to post contracts when they farm things out to, to private to private industry. Mm-hmm. And one thing they farm out, um, or one of many things they farm out, um, was it, you know is how they how they treat the dogs because um, they place. It's not clear from the contracts if uh, ICE is putting or uh, Customs and Border Protection, which is what the the division of uh, DHS is that was doing this. It's not clear if these are dogs that they like obtained or if they're like working dogs that work for them. I see. But in any case, um, I found that they put them in like double-sided sheepskin bedding. That's like a quote from the from the contract. And I like dogs. I think it's good that they're like being treated well. But it was kind of you know weird to see that compared with how they treat the um, migrant detainees. And they put them in uh, the blankets look kind of like foil. They're like space blankets. Right. They have to sleep on the concrete there have been a number of reports i think from human rights watch uh but certainly from other you know reputable rights organizations too that um the conditions were freezing cold um you know they were concerned for their safety being stuck there they couldn't change they didn't get the bedding changed for days on end sometimes over a week and then you compare that with you know how the dogs are treated and um i guess they (laughs) had their own maid service they had the bedding changed every day they were allowed outside more than uh, the children in in in, ICE, in these ice detention centers are, um, and in addition to all of that, they also had heating and they were installing cooling for the dogs. Again, I want to say I'm not one of those people that's like, oh fuck dogs, I don't want the dogs to be treated well. No, it's yeah. good that they are. I just wish that uh, you know humans could be <laughs> treated at least as well. Now I noticed that the the dogs were being kept at a pet resort, right? So they obviously contracted with this pet resort. Yeah, when was the contract established? Was it before all this was going on or afterwards? Um, I think it was it was about the same time period. Let me really? See. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's it's an eleven month contract starting from July first of this year until June thirtieth of twenty nineteen. Damn. Do you have any sense of how many dogs they have? Unfortunately, it doesn't say. The place it says that it has one hundred seventy seven uh, separate little doggy suites, so it probably wasn't an enormous number. Um, but unfortunately, the contract just doesn't include that much information. Um, it's not even clear if these are, you know, dogs that they obtained or if these are, uh, you know, dogs that work for them for maybe sniffing things out. Um, I just don't know. Damn. <laughs> I mean, that but yeah, is, it was sort uh, of surreal. I, mean, I it's bet. One 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense that, uh, well, I mean, it actually makes a ton of sense. But, you know, they're building these quote-unquote austere camps in, like, the Texas desert where these, these tent cities that are essentially concentration camps for children, and they're sending fucking dogs. I, mean, I shouldn't say fucking dogs because I think we all agree dogs kick ass, but, send, uh, you know, to a goddamn yeah, doggy spa. It's ridiculous. And how much? Uh, how much is that costing taxpayers? Yeah. Um, it looks like it's sixty-seven thousand dollars for 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 an eleven-month period. And I'm I'm assuming they didn't uh, respond to your request for comment or anything like that. No, no. Oh. It was in the San Francisco area too, so that's pretty nice. I could go. For, I could stay in that dog place. I feel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really trip to the Bay Area. So it was specifically in the Bay Area, which is like a ritzy area right i mean i've never been there in so. general yeah okay oh yeah. yeah yeah definitely it's so yeah i'm from the bay i could push out but the dogs are moving in <laughs> <laughs> everyone's well, getting pri- i grew up there everyone's is, everyone's getting priced out but they got the dogs in that there. is that, that is <laughs> can do they do they ever reply to you over at dhs <laughs> it's funny you ask because um i got a call i was just working on another story and it was you know from a washington number i see my cell phone and that's pretty typical for me um, i work with sources a lot and so I figured it was maybe someone reaching out to me. I answered it, and it's a spokesman for the DHS. Uh, and and what's said, that oh, guy's uh, name? How, how can I help you? Yeah. Oh, what, what's uh, what's the spokesperson's name? Um, he's been on Twitter a lot lately. He has the handle DHS Spox, I think it is, or Spox DHS. Oh yeah, no, uh, I his name yeah. is Tyler Holden. I just can't remember his name either. Uh, Tyler Holden. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you guys have probably seen him because he's been doing these uh, tweets that kind of tonally are very unusual for a government agency. Um, for instance, um, he was—he had one in particular that kind of went viral where he was saying, um, you know, all the, the protesters are – you remember when the protesters came in to um, the press secretary's – or where she was eating at a restaurant, and so they you know, started chanting, and then she left. Definitely. Um, he said – he tried to frame it. I'm trying to find the tweet right now because it's really funny. He um, said that they expressed well, their like mutual that, concerns. That the protesters share her concern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like it reminds me of the Simpsons episode where everyone's booing during the Bernie's <laughs> propaganda movie, and he's like, "Are they are they booing me?" And she's I like, was... "No, they're saying booer." And that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of when I saw. Um. But yeah, so that guy, and he's had a lot of other weird things. Like he's called out journalists by name. Yeah. Twitter, uh, right. Which I've never seen. Yeah, I've never seen an official account do that before. Uh, um, no. He's also he had some kind of he had, he was melting down once when the you remember when the airliners um, announced that they weren't going to cooperate on some specific um, ICE policy. I don't exactly what it was. I, yeah. I thought it was out about that. Yeah, anyway, I thought it was like reuniting. Yeah, the, then I get this call the, the kids it. with uh, with their families, right? I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah. So anyways, I get this call from him, and here's name, and I'm immediately thinking of all those funny tweets I was just telling him. I was like, that's weird. Why is he? So I kind of asked him, I was like, well, what's going on? And he says, well, didn't um, you, you I, tweeted I had, something uh, before that, didn't you? Right. 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 I had tweeted soliciting tips about him because someone had reached out to me with something that was, seemed kind of scandalous. I won't go into it because I haven't been able to verify it yet, but there, I will have a story coming out on this probably soon. Um, and yeah, given the sort of shocking nature of the disclosure, I, you know, just tweeted, I was like, oh, if anyone knows anything about the, you know, spokesperson for DHS, reach out to me, I'm working on a story about him. 
um, because, you know, this was at the time that one of those tweets I was describing before kind of blew up and everyone was upset about it. But um, it was maybe 30 minutes after I tweeted that. that so I get the call from him. He says, you have any – I'm trying to remember what it was because, unfortunately, I didn't record it because I didn't know who that was. But he said something along the lines of, you have any questions, you come to me. And I, <laughs> I said, what? I was sort of thrown off because I was expecting a call from him. And so he comes on really hard like that. And I just thought it was funny because it's like, first of all, I've been threatened by much scarier guys. Second of all, it, it's funny that he thinks that that would work. Like, I feel like usually if you're nice to someone, it's more likely to get something from them than like, yell yeah, at them. Definitely. But, so that happened. And then I just kind of I, I just kind of laughed and I said, well, do you want to be the journalist? Because he's telling me like how you collect information for these <laughs> And then after that, it was kind of like he just defla- he just kind of deflated. He's like, all right, look, man, come on. <laughs> there was just this total shift in tone from like this uh like b movie like like mafia script threat thing to like um just kind of like pleading wow. with me to like work with him on whatever the story is i mean why would you work with him on that story it just is like he's a public relations guy how does he not understand this yeah i don't i don't uh, it, it seems like sort of one from of other the... people I've spoken to. Sorry, yeah, I've talked to other people that retired for, or that left DHS and knew him, and they sort of described him as a kind of unusual guy that maybe didn't have a lot of friends within the DHS <laughs> because of a kind of bizarre behavior, which this was probably a pretty good example. So I wonder if he just doesn't have a good sense of of how people think. I really love that he called you all like machismo and then you laughed at him and he's like, come on, just don't write mean stuff, man. Be civil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a shift. Because I don't know if he, I, don't, I guess, yeah, I guess I laughed. It's, clear <laughs> it's okay it's to laugh funny. at flax, I can't man. imagine it would work on anybody. It's just a spokesperson. Come on. You know, I mean, you would... You're with the DHS. You're not with like the CIA or something. Yeah, dude. It's not like you're some <laughs> you know like I mean? access whore in like DC. You're like working for the Young Turks. Like, right. <laughs> what the fuck do you care if a DHS right. guy yells at you? I'd be jerking off the whole right. time, personally. But yeah. yeah, yeah, you would. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, Maybe he was under a lot of pressure. It's, it's a very ideological agency for this series that I've been doing for TYT on ICE. I spoke to a few retired ICE agents. And when you say ICE agent, that's sort of a catch-all. That doesn't, you picture some guy grabbing someone and, and, and putting them in a paddy wagon and deporting him. But that's only part, that's only, that's only part of the, a lot of the agents were former FBI, you know, uh, different law enforcement agencies that are frankly a lot more sophisticated than, than ICE is. And they sort of, hate these guys what's called enforcement and removal officers eros i've spoken to ice you know retired ice officers who just despise these guys and think that they're giving them a bad name Hmm. because you know after president bush people forget but ice is really new and it so they took components from other agencies and squeezed them all under this one thing and so you have people that had a lot of experience doing sort of you know counter counter terror stuff counter um you know working on drug trade stuff and suddenly they have the same name as these dudes that are just deporting people, and they're really upset about that. I find that kind of interesting. Because hmm. these guys are not kind of you know left-wing people by any means, and they were really angry about it. And they were also opposed to, to deportations too. And I talked to one guy. He was like, you know, I'm here to – we're supposed to track, um, you know, like organized crime, not like tear families apart. And he was really, he was really pissed off about it. Interesting. 
I saw a story. I wish I remembered more of the details, but essentially it might have even been someone who's active in ICE right now who basically went public and was like, this was an incredible, I think he used the word stupid policy and said that it was designed just to traumatize and abuse children with no real other end. And um, it's- Oh yeah, the people I've spoken to, they've used harsher language than that for sure. And so it, that's not unheard of. That's It's basically, I think a lot of the former law enforcement people who were, um, working what's called Homeland Security Investigations. These guys are supposed to be, like, they, they look at packages coming in, make sure that there's not, um, you know, equipment for bombs. or uh, They just have a much different organizational mission than than, sure. than what the people deporting people do. And it's just so interesting to me that, that there's that internal internal conflict because I, I, I took it to be, you know, kind of a monolith, and that's generally how it's reported, unfortunately. Yeah, that is seems to be the perception for sure. Ken, like, do you hear any other things that you think people on the left should know about that um, maybe isn't getting through this kind of narrative of, like, abolish ice, like, dox ice, like, I mean, fuck ice or whatever, but it sounds like you're saying there's maybe some more complicated dynamics internally playing out, and I was curious if, if there's I think we should just stuff. send those folks back to the agencies they worked for before. You could, yeah. I mean, you could totally get rid of ice, but still keep the more serious law enforcement elements um, in place just under the FBI or, you know, whatever other um, agency. And mm. um, for me as a reporter, they prove very useful because these folks will help you right. to, you know, find out stuff about the, the nastier elements within ICE, hmm. of, of which there, you know, are certainly many. But um, do, you, do you feel so like there is a big... I don't big... think any of that has to take away from... Sorry, there's a little delay, but do you feel like there is a big kind of... Um divide within ice that's maybe not getting reported as much because i do agree with you i think a lot of people kind of view these folks as oh yeah sadistic folks who love this yeah 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 I, yeah I do think so so um the homeland security investigation folks tend to have gotten a lot more training um are frankly more reasonable in their attitudes towards immigration um you know they would be they seem like doves compared to the other um you know ice folks so um I mean, I could envision, you know, certain law enforcement having a necessary role in society that isn't, you know, um, deporting people. Yeah. Um, like like many of these guys do, and and many in many cases they're not even doing the deporting, and they're disgusted when, when you know, when their names are used in any sort of association with that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it has to change the slogan like "Get rid of ICE." I don't think it has to take away from that because those folks could just go back to wherever they were, and I think that's what they want to do. I don't think they like being. In ice. They might not even be opposed to ending the, the name. Hmm. Interesting. Like Interesting. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. That, but, that, um, that, that as a journalist, are... it's ex- as a journalist, it's really helpful because they, you know, they, <laughs> they this guy. I mean, I've talked to these people. They they, they describe some of the uh, I was saying before the folks that deport people. They've used really like harsher language than I see the left using to describe them. Really. You know. So it's like. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think what's it, yeah. So it's what what kind of like stuff that, are they right? saying? Like, People, do you have any quotes that come to mind? Well, I was just talking to someone last week, and he called them hicks. He called them, you know, racist fucks. He Ooh. called them pieces of shit, like all this stuff. And huh. I got it. You know, this guy's not some sort of leftist. You know, yeah, he's probably yeah. a Repu- He probably would call himself a centrist or a Republican or something. Wow, that's Damn. very interesting. Actually. That is that is really interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's like, uh, yeah, for a centrist to say, "Wow, that's really." fucking racist or 
or these these people are friggin' hicks. Uh, yeah, that's um, like a, that's a, really serious. A I mean, law enforcement centrist yeah. too. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, wow. Oh, totally. Which sort of yeah, does so make you believe it's, that? Yeah, it's not off the spectrum. In uh, I feel like liberals are so nervous to say certain things, and it's like, dude, people in law enforcement agree with yeah. you on the on or agree with the left on this stuff. So it's, yeah. it's, I don't think there should be as much timidity as there is. And and it's not just the the policy. They also are frustrated with how little training they have. Like. Mm. Apparently, the people in charge of deportations, they can't conduct, they don't have any training in conducting, um, you know, investigations, interrogations, everything like that. So they just, I mean, the guy told me, they literally just kind of like low-level, there's kind of like security guards, he told me. He yeah. compared them to like mall cops, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely believe that, honestly, yeah. The videos you see of ICE agents approaching people and stuff. You know, it's not like I'm a huge fan of cops in general, but you're like, wow, this is like amateur hour, huh? Like, it it, it does look like a bunch of mall yeah, cops yeah. trying to deport somebody. Totally, totally. Yeah, and I don't think you have to be a fan of cops. I'm just, as a journalist, I have to, you know, have sources and... and no, no, I understand, really man. I, I definitely use cops as sources, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, Chris yeah. was Chris was best friends yeah, with the yeah, Malden yeah. cops. <laughs> All of my best friends are cops, Chris, actually. Chris and this Malden, this one, the, the Malden police chief... Uh, they used to go out for we for, kissed. They used to yeah, you did a couple times. We and kissed then, a little um, bit. You know, and you told me you liked it actually. Yeah. You were kinda of confused. He was and... a sweet man. Um, Ken, thank you so much for coming on our insanely stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate yeah, I can't it. Believe, I can't believe you wasted your time on this piece <laughs> of shit. I came on after the education segment, so I was edified. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm glad you got something out of that actually. Yeah. 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 All right, nice talking to you guys. Yeah, nice have a great night, too. Ken. Sorry later. What a cool guy. We didn't ask him, is it Cliffenstein or Cliffenstein? Damn it. He was so, he's such a media master. He was like, I'm not even going to address no, that. No, he's going to yeah. leave it at enigmatic. So that's exactly. Good. What a that's pro. Good. What a goddamn yeah. pro. Um, we have another call. You want to take this other call? You want to wait? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see who this is. All right. 401, you are on with us. Speak, sir or ma'am. Are you there, my friend? Come to Jesus. Come to daddy. All right, I'm going to return you to the queue. Okay, back to the queue. All right, we'll, move, we'll, move, we'll move on. Okay. So, uh, all right, Chris, what else we got today? Because we got lots of stuff. I actually have a really good thing I wanted to share with people right. today. I, wa- I really want to hear this because I haven't heard this yet. I think you're going to like it. Um, longtime listeners will remember Rob Rousseau, who was on one of our earlier episodes, after he made a joke about how he would prefer his daughter bring home a MS 13 gang member instead of a Republican um, as like a boyfriend. And it went super viral and the right wing freaked out. And Rob is very good at making people very upset. Yes. It's, I highly respect that. He's a boss friend of the show. Can't get enough Rob. I wish him Mazel Tov on the future uh, marriage of uh, his future daughter. Exactly. uh, He's going to be a good father-in-law for sure. Absolutely. He said he would get a teardrop tattoo and everything. So. <laughs> so Rob was at it again this week. Ooh. And um, he teamed up with someone I admire very much also, at Dog Boner on Twitter. <laughs> who I is, really admire Dog Boner. He, Dog Boner, man, is a fucking saint. He's a brilliant artist. He was the guy, actually, who, when Sean Hannity retweeted me, he DM'd me and was like, you should change your name to something to, like, fuck with Hannity. 
So this guy's like a visionary, dude. That name was Hannity Gargles Piss, by the it way. It sure was, yeah. It sure was. But he's he's just really good at like finding potential in in little acts of trolling. And so what we're gonna share with you now, Rob tweeted something out and then Dog Boner took it and expanded on it. So we need to do we need to set up the background to some of this. Yes, I'm gonna read Rob's tweet right okay. now. Okay. Basically, Rob doing what he does, tweeted the following. My uncle actually owns a redhead red hen franchise in South Bend, Indiana. Now, Folks, it's not a franchise restaurant. Now, Red Hen is the restaurant in uh, Lexington, Virginia. Yes. That famously or infamously, depending on which side you're on, <laughs> uh, kicked out Sarah... I keep wanting to call Huckabee her Sanders. I keep wanting to call her Sarah Silverman. I don't know why. <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes. Who is, kicked her right he, out. Yeah. Kicked her right kicked her ass right out of the restaurant. So and, uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's obviously really mad at them on the right. Yes. So Rob says, My uncle actually owns a red hen franchise in South Bend, Indiana, and told me that when he drops chicken on the ground, he transfers it into a special bucket and serves it to Trump supporters when they come in, LMAO. Now, that is obviously completely false and hilarious if you have any oxygen reaching your fucking brain at all. However, it got a lot of people mad, and so Dog Boner saw this and did what we in comedy call a yes and. <laughs> he took it and a he yes added and. his own thing to Love it. Love it. So then he tweets out, or uh, I think it was a Facebook post on, on, on some right-wing's group he shares the original tweet and adds uh this is outrageous update finally got the number of this place <laughs> it's 802-359-7477 the manager's name is jesse farah the uncle in question is michael hale i've called and shown them my displeasure now, of course, the restaurant is not real, and the number went to these two internet pranksters, and they compiled a small little compilation of their conversations, and I thought it would awesome. be very nice for our listeners to hear. Awesome. So. This is master class, master level trolling. I am so even excited above, to share this. Even above, even above total reason trolling. <laughs> yeah, it makes total that. reason look like a bitch. Which so isn't very hard, but I guess I can just play this now. Play, yeah, you can play it whenever you want. Fire so, away. This is just a series of angry conservative people calling dog boner, calling calling that phone number they, they that they think goes to the Red Hen restaurant. Exactly. Okay. There. You are selling chicken that's been off the floor to Republican supporters. I think somebody should arrest you. You could be poisoning them. What would the difference be? I wish you the worst, Jesse. Bye-bye. And do you take reservations? Uh, only if you're liberal, I think. Only if you're what? Only if you're liberal. Oh, uh, what does that mean? Like if you're uh, like a left-wing type of person. We, don't, we just don't serve uh, Republicans. Well, Republicans, so just 
we just don't serve them at all. We only serve uh, people, not Republicans. Republicans are people? No. Did you want to make a reservation or? So what about Christians? Are they not people? Uh, I would say probably not, but that's my personal feelings on it. I don't speak for the... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I wouldn't be too surprised if call to place an order or no no I call I call to let you know that my name is and I am gonna have your place shut down scumbag okay because we are that is what I am doing we're closed right now so you have to call <laughs> back. I don't give a flying fuck what you are you're closed right now you better get used to the feeling of being closed because I am I putting this. on your ass it's so like good. white on rice. Like white on rice. Okay. You are a okay. fucking scumbag. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You, you know, you want to sit there and you think that oh people... Oh my God, this guy. You, you think it's okay to do what you're doing based mm-hmm. off of that somebody, your differences with political beliefs? And guess what, homeboy? Guess oh what? You, you, you know what? I don't know you for better. I got your phone number two seconds ago from just Facebook. <laughs> like he's that some is, fucking uh, fucking genius. That is that. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. There's there's still a little more. Okay. This this guy actually goes on for quite a bit. Oh my god. It's, it's beautiful. Can you imagine just being that mad and that, that stupid? You, yeah. 
How can you not tell that's obviously just primed to annoy the shit out th- of someone I think, stupid? I think Jason brings up a good point where he says, I'm not a Trump supporter. You think you can do this to us? Both things said by that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Let Is me... there more? Oh, there's more. There's more. Because somebody copied your nephew's post and put it on Facebook. And that's how I found it. Could you, could so you get that... Could you get that deleted, possibly? I don't go on Facebook. Could you get it deleted for me? Dude, I don't want it deleted. Why? I'm going to send it everywhere because you said that. Okay. I'm going to send it everywhere because you said it. And I'm going to make sure... Well, it's, this is kind of a no, a no win situation for me. It's, um, it's kind of unfair. I don't give a flying fuck. Hey, guess what? You you want to put you want to put chicken that fell on the ground? You you want to feed your political opponents dog shit? Guess what happens? You know what happens? What happens? You pay the consequences. I am going to put you out of business, motherfucker. I am here to put you out of business, and I want you to know that. You spell my last name, K. My first name is And when you go out of business, I want you to know that I did this to you. Do you have that, motherfucker? Do you understand it? I did this to you. I put you out of business, motherfucker. K. K. U. Z. K. U. R. K. U. <laughs> I will put you out. I don't have to yell. <laughs> you don't have to yell. <laughs> I am going to. I am going to put you out of business. Ooh. I am making it my mission to put you out of business, motherfucker, because of the way you treat fellow Americans fellow americans it's just like he's gonna put him out of bed you know this guy's just gonna fall asleep drunk as shit and forget in like a couple hours oh yeah Yeah. he's gonna he's gonna he's going to put a fictional business out of business (laughs) that's great (sighs) that's that's what we're working with here people this is the this is uh this is america folks (laughs) folks i am going to put you out of who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Can you just... This is the same guy, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You are so morally superior. You are so... You are so above everybody. You are... Dog Boner is really good because he's just letting this guy talk. Yes. And says, like, nothing. That is brilliant. He's so... He's he's a saint. So... You, you are so convinced of your own righteousness that you think that it, 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 it's, it's okay to... <laughs> and then he just is like, "Yo, it's." Me. I don't know how he did that without laughing. It's, yeah, he's. Oh, man. I'm terrible at that shit. I can't not laugh. And just completely emotionless too. Just like, "Yo, yeah. it's late." So man. it's eleven fifty-five, <laughs> which is a great point. <laughs> 
Oh, that, very that, true. That, that bothers me out. Well, I'm just saying. That, that bothers me out. That is going to stop me out. I'm ready to How go to bed. Stop <laughs> You're ready to go to bed. You're ready to go to bed. You know what? I suggest you plan on a long vacation in bed because I am going to put you out of business, you piece of shit. Yeah, I hope your uh, little red hen goes down along with the other one in Virginia. You're disgusting and vile. <laughs> Vile. Vile. I just read a Facebook post that says you put chicken in the office oh, it fell on the floor and serve it to Republicans. <laughs> I'm a registered Democrat and I'm offended. Oh. I think you need to rethink your policies and your policy? I'm going to be calling the Department of Health. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I'm so glad there are people like her to um <laughs> to Restore the civility. <laughs> yes, it's because uh, yeah, we she should... must have heard the podcast earlier. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she got a copy of that uh, of that promo too. Maybe. Oh, wow. You know, I just can't believe he went on for so long. He did initially. I was when I first heard the video, I was like, "Ah, oh, going on a little long." But then I was like, "No, that's that's his charm." As he goes on for like eight minutes, I I remember. Uh, way back in the day, way, mm. when we were doing when we were doing our first podcast, mm. the Incidental Celebrity. That's right, baby. We, or the that was like the second podcast. Yeah, well, it was kind. Of, it was the second incarnation of our right. first podcast. That's it was a rebrand. It was a rebrand, which was a, a massive miscue. Mm. Worse <laughs> we, than New Coke. We, yeah. we had we had one good interview. <laughs> we're like interview, we do interviews only now. A, a second interview where we just shot ourselves in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're all ready to jump on this poor girl. And then she's like, yeah, I'm suicidal. We're like, fuck. Uh, you idiot. Um, but on our last podcast, uh, I really wanted to. I, I, I lived in Malden at that time. And I really wanted to stir up the people of Malden. Mm. So I actually, I think I made up a fake phone number that went to our call-in studio line. Really, I don't remember that. I you don't remember it because it wasn't successful. Oh, okay. Um, it went to our call-in studio line here. The, you know the the Soy Boys line. Hell yeah! And um, basically, I branded it as the Snow Line. So if you were upset about the plowing situation oh, in Malden, which man. whenever the whenever a a snow a single snowflake falls in Malden, people are like, <laughs> well. I can't get up the hill in my goddamn car. There's no sand on the ground. Yeah, if you thought that election in Queens was an uprising, wait until there's like an Ooh. inch of snow in Malden. Well, <laughs> I saw a contractor drive by. Blade wasn't down. I was in Everett. I was in Wakefield. I was in Medford. Not no snow on the ground, not, Mr. Mayor. Not you one fucking snow. retard, Mr. Mayor. Not one snowflake on the ground. <laughs> Not one single snowflake. And the kids can't walk to school. Get your head out of your ass. I see kids slipping everywhere. Or an actual quote from a Maldonian. Michael, you're an asshole. Mm. Yeah, we used to troll the snow people oh, very hard. Oh, <laughs> my fucking God. What was it? It was Someone posted. It was like, I saw a bunch of kids slipping on the sidewalk. When is DPW going to get in there? Well... So the, it started out with uh, um, the uh, they, they talked about the city of Malden's busing or schools that were that were busing kids going around and just picking up kids that were walking to school 
because it was so icy out. Okay. And so basically, it would like these be like these like contracted buses, which would be you know vans essentially, going around and picking up kids. And then one lady named first named Nancy mm-hmm. uh, was saying like, I would never let my kid uh, go into a uh, a random car. No way. I'm just keeping my kid home from school. Which okay, fine. In fairness, yeah, In fairness, like that sure, is a little weird. Sure, yeah, but. Um, then she goes on to just to, to say things like uh, she uh, actually she said something like um, um, I was uh, I was by the su- such and such middle school and I saw a kid walking in and I saw him fall on the ground. So I got out of my van. She said van. Mm. I got out of my van to make sure he was OK. And so I said, hmm. Um, so random woman coming out of a van <laughs> Accosting a child, approaching a young child, yeah, just I'm like, injured. That's I'm like that's in a weird. vulnerable position. And she's like, I could tell that you wouldn't help a kid who fell down, which I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I could tell that you wouldn't help a kid who fell down, but I would, because you know what, Michael, I have a good heart. I'm laughing too, because I think I said LOL at that point. Oh, okay. and then uh, she's like, you know what, Michael, I'm laughing too. You know why? Because I'm a good person, you, but not, but not you, and. Fuck. Uh, I think I said something like, well, I only hope that you can be there for every child who falls. You know what, Michael? You're just an asshole. And I'm like, that's hurtful. <laughs> Didn't I say something about us having kids or yeah. something? Yeah. 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 Because somebody was like, you know what, Michael? I bet you don't have any kids. And it was a big run on sentence. I bet you don't have any kids and blah, 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 and this and that. And you're like, uh, actually, Michael and I have dozens of children. And they're all- <laughs> And they're all they're all better looking and more talented than any of your children. <laughs> and if any if any rando mom came up to him on the street, I'd tell them to punch that motherfucker up. <laughs> I said that. And then I yeah. And then I wrote and then I wrote, and they've never fallen. <laughs> it was beautiful. Those oh, were some dude. of the happiest years of my that life was, online was, was fucking with <laughs> <laughs> local Massachusetts people, man. Even though I don't live in Malden anymore, I still fuck with Malden people because they're oh, so easy. It's so good. The people dude. where I live now, they don't take the bait. They just don't. Yeah. They don't. Um, they don't take the bait unless I post on a um, on a uh, post about Pina Prinzavali, who is our mm. running for state rep in our in our little, area. Little Nazi asshole. Oh boy, she, shit. you know I don't believe that she's a Nazi. I think that she looked on Facebook to see what people are complaining about and said, "You know what? I'm going to run on those platforms." Like she just got the GOP bingo card in the mm. mail and said, "Oh, okay, I'm going to check all these out. All these off. Oh, high taxes? Sure, I'm going to lower taxes for everybody. Oh, I'm going to oppose a sanctuary state." Um, Which is definitely on the table. Yeah. yeah. It's not. Um, yeah. As far as I know, it's not. You know what I found out, actually, with all this stuff with the Supreme Court going on? Apparently, there's still a law on the books in Massachusetts that makes abortion illegal. Yeah. However, Isn't it is rendered moot by the Roe v. Wade. But if it was overturned, that's yeah. the law in the book. Mm. I feel like the Massachusetts legislature should probably get on that. The Massachusetts legislature fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, Yes. We get this reputation as being this socialist place, no. and it is not like no. that, dude. It no. is a one-party Catholic. You know that if you want to get elected, you have to run as a Democrat in mass. So then you get people like Neil fucking Kinnon, who is literally basically a white supremacist, white nationalist. Yes. 
Uh, I'm not even kidding. Which is your opinion. It's not my opinion. It's a <laughs> fucking objective I know. fact. I know. And if, Neil, if you want to complain about it, my little bitch, you can call on the podcast any fucking time, you little pussy ass. Give me a call. Anyway. Um, 1-833-SOY-BOYS. That's right. You know the number, bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you get people like Stephen Lynch, who's like a psycho pro-life um, Catholic, who's a Democrat. And it's like, no, no. Uh, that's not right. Is there also a law in Massachusetts about displaying albinos? Five hundred dollar fine for that? That's well, that's that's fucked up. That actually makes sense because it seems kind of dehumanizing to the albino to be like, oh, here's an albino zoo. That might be um, weird. Sarah just linked us to the uh, general law. Mm-hmm. Whoever exhibits for hire an albino person. A minor or mentally ill person hmm. who is deformed or a person who has an appearance of deformity produced by artificial means shall be punished by a fine of not more than $500. So for $500, you can display this, <laughs> this, this person with a... With a with, with you a, could have an autistic ca- zoo for $500 is what yeah, it is. This person with a cauliflower for an arm. <laughs> you could display... <laughs> Uh, That's like, that should be way more than $500. So basically, you can't display carnies, essentially, right? That, that must be just like a contemporaneous law from like the time you know, of like fucking, freak shows and stuff. This fucking nanny state. You know, I can't even display my <laughs> carny without the fucking goddamn government getting Can't my get ass. an abortion, can't have yeah. my fucking autistic zoo. It's so we, fucked up here. So That's why get, I moved into New Hampshire where you can have an autistic oh, zoo. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they buddy. love those up there. Oh, they do. Yeah. Um, we get a phone call. We do. We do. Hey. Um, we get a phone call. Jason, talk to me. Are you going to talk to me about yeah. Suffolk County or what? No. Oh, no, okay. No. All right, then bye. Ah, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I was just saying, those uh, really angry people who fell for the troll, they should all apply to be those like low-level ice guys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it turns out all of those people I mean, were ICE employees. Terrible, but it's believable and probably will happen. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I didn't because of the delay. I didn't get the first part of that. Sorry. Say it again. No, I, I, I'm saying that would be terrible, but it probably will happen. I mean, that's who they're recruiting. It sounds like, oh, yeah. and it's scary. Like hearing it from uh, actual legitimate law enforcement that there really is a paramilitary force being built of uh, essentially I found that really troubling too. Yeah. That was, um, especially because I know Ken's politics that that dude solidly laughed. Not to bring shit down. Huh? Not, not to bring the tone really dark, but no, fuck it up. I don't want to be, no, you're not. I'm not be that Soy boy guy, but like I can't help but think of the paramilitary thing from a uh, Handmaid's Tale, where you know the group that took over the government was building this paramilitary group within the military, knowing they need them yeah. to overcome the old school law and order type. Now, I, I only read that book. I haven't seen the show yet. But what I remember being so chilling about the book was that Atwood based a lot of it, if not all of it, I think, on actual laws that had been applied to women 
like throughout history and different cultures and it all gave it a very real feeling yeah. and I could I mean I'm sure that that is how fascism erupts in all kinds of places and I think we're seeing it here. You know, yeah, if you, you know I, that, that is scare me. I'm trying so hard because we had all these years of, you know, of uh, Godwin's law of everyone calling each other a Nazi. Right. And I think we're all pussyfooting around right now watching fascism build. Yeah. Because we're so trying to be careful not to be the guy crying wolf. Right. Got to be civil. Yeah, you got to be civil. We're going to sit down with these Nazis and explain why our worldviews differ. Mm. Yeah. By the way, I did steal that tweet, by the way. I know you called me out on it uh, subtly, but, yeah. but I saw it. What tweet? Uh, the tweet where the, uh, the, the, my favorite dead Kennedy song is uh, oh. Nazi punks. Let's sit down and discuss your worldview. <laughs> um, I stole that. Yes. Yeah. I, oh. I paraphrase it, but I stole it. It's a, it's a good tweet, man. Yeah. You didn't have to admit that. Well, I, I, I don't like to be a joke thief, you know. Good for you, man. I'm honest. Um, also, too, I think that if you don't apply for, or if you don't qualify for TSA, they must shove you off to ICE, or maybe vice versa. If you oh don't qualify yeah, for ICE, they must shove you off to TSA. Maybe that's why they're so angry. I think it was Lowenshoff yeah. and who was like, "Oh, you want to dox ICE? Just call every police department and ask who didn't pass the physical to be a cop." I was thinking of that. It's every douchebag who is too much of a douchebag to be a cop. Exactly. Yeah, that's how I feel. Well, they're letting all those MS-13 people in. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So, Jason, have a have a wonderful night. Thank you for calling. Have a good night, man. Always glad to hear from all you, right. Jason. Yeah. Thank you, thank You're thank the... you to our number one loyal caller, by the way. What a what a yeah. good guy. Good night, Jason. <laughs> Whoop! Sorry. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, Jason. I dropped you by accident. Loyal no more. There wasn't. No, please stay loyal. It's a, there's, there's a delay. Terminated. There's a delay. Terminated. <laughs> There's a delay. I was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> He's sinking into the molten lava like the end of T2. Oh, my God. Did you ever see that movie? Um, oh, man, it was an awful movie. I think it was like Volcano or something like that. Yes, with Pierce Brosnan. Was it? Yes, I and saw that like, movie in the theaters. At, at the end, one it's of like the... like 98. Yeah, I think so. At the end, one of the guys... Was is that when the volcano goes through like L.A. or something like that? I or? think so. And like at the end, one of the guys is trying to rescue like the little girl or something. And uh, yeah, he has like a young daughter that's yeah. constantly in trouble and, in this situation. They're like movie. basically on the train, and he throws the girl uh, like uh, out of the way of the lava. But then he falls into the lava, <laughs> and he's just like he just begins this slow, ridiculous, and melting process into the lava. And I'm like. <sighs> Uh, you know, I wasn't exactly a movie um, uh, connoisseur mm. at that point, and I'm still not. But um, I thought to myself, this movie fucking blows. <laughs> this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And then they had that whole contrived scene where everybody was all covered with ash, and one of the children said, look, everybody looks the same. I'm like, wow, could you... Be a little bit more subtle. <laughs> Not to get too heady at the end of the pod, but there's this uh, film theorist who talks a lot about how in the late 90s and stuff, there were a bunch of disaster movies like Independence Day, Deep Impact, like all those movies that were about how the 
earth was going to crash down. And he basically says it's an expression of our like collective desire to see everything fucking get destroyed. And looking back, I'm like, wow. Like, at the time, I was like, you sound fucking crazy. And now I'm like, wow, you definitely figured it out. <laughs> That's wow. why they were in all those movies. Fuck. You know you know what, Chris? Um, mm. I'm sorry. I don't mean to just interject this, but we didn't talk about Milo. Oh, yeah. I, want, Ken was know? waiting, so I didn't. No, no, yeah. no. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I, do you still want to talk about him? Or? We can close him out with this. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's close out with good old Milo. Good old Milo. Yiannopoulos. So a couple hours before we started doing this, there was a um, newsroom shooting in West Virginia. Uh, was there or was that? it? Um, wow. Very, very embarrassing. Where, where, <laughs> where it, it was breaking like right when we started. Yeah, I saw it on my phone just as I walked into this goddamn shit show. But he killed a bunch of people was, in a what seems a, to be a Maryland. relatively local... Yeah, that's right. Annapolis, Annapolis. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Annapolis, not West Virginia. Um, killed several people, gravely injured others, and uh, apparently was apprehended by police. And they were only able to identify him with facial recognition technology because he had mutilated his fingers to the point that law enforcement forces thought that it was to evade fingerprint detection and you know alex jones is gonna have a fucking field day with that oh absolutely um his name is a 38 year old jared ramos okay taken into custody outside of the gazette offices um so this is all broke since we started he uh threw smoke grenades looked for victims as he walked through the lower level kind of reminds you of the um uh, what was the magazine in France? Um, Charlie Hebdo. Char- yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of reminds you of that, except, uh, well, this is basically, uh, I mean, you can't exactly connect it to, to, to statements made by the uh, leaders of this country. Like, for instance, the media is your enemy. And- we should be clear. I mean, like, we have no idea. Why. No idea. It could be a personal animus towards someone in the newsroom. Like, however, I don't blame people for putting two and two together on this and maybe assuming that someone who is calculated enough to shave off their fucking fingerprints. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, how that's like Batman shit. That's like <laughs> crazy that you would do that. It is. Um, um, I saw the NYPD was sending police to all of the news outlets in New York City tonight. Anticipation uh, of some kind of shit. Rafi Schwartz uh, at uh, Splinter has um, been tweeting out and updating his story about uh, this attack. And um, uh, the White House offered thoughts and prayers. Oh, you know what the fucking White House said? I'll uh, throw that to our listeners right now. Yeah, do it. From the AP report. <clears throat> at the White House, spokeswoman Lindsay Walters oh, said. Oh, shit. This, yes. Quote, there is no room for violence, and we stick by that. Violence is never tolerated in any form, no matter whom it is against. Why in God's fuck would you say something like that? That is a fucking, holy shit. What 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 a massive miscue. Like, if, 
Yeah, it, you know, assuming that you didn't mean. I don't to say think it's it like a miscue. That. No. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, no, I think it's one hundred percent a dog whistle to go fucking shoot up journalists. The d- during a late afternoon press conference, police confirmed the suspect in custody is a white male, believed to have used a long gun during the attack. So, like a shotgun. Yeah. Well, or like a rifle. Uh, sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. Wow. And this is this is fresh, freshly breaking. Um. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. Um, he carried a shotgun and a canister of smoke grenades. Um. He had sent threats to the paper via social media. Okay. As early as today. Um. Entered the building with a shotgun. Looked for victims at the lower level. Uh, he was prepared to shoot people as soon as he walked in. My understanding was he opened fire on like the glass and like people dove for cover and just walked around like crazy. He was the subject of an article by this paper, uh, which he described. He's he is described threatening and harassing a woman on Facebook. And according to the article, he had pleaded guilty in 2011 to a misdemeanor harassment charge. So they wrote an article about him. He didn't like it. So he went in and shot the fucking place up. And it's about him harassing a woman. Um, yeah. That is like the biggest indicator of these fucking shitheads. It's like every single one of them is some weirdo predatory woman abuser. Wow. Holy shit. <sighs> Damn. Um, yeah, so the uh the basically uh, if you go to um at Delcam D E L L C-A-M on Twitter. Uh, she has a whole, um, uh, she or he, I can't tell, but has a whole um, description or a screenshot, something like that, of the article in, in question. And uh, wow, holy shit. This is, wow. I mean, I'm not going to pretend it doesn't scare the shit out of me. It's not the first time in even recent history that this has happened. You remember when that um, woman was like shot on live air? Yes. Um, and her like fiance was like a producer. Yes. The... That freaked me out, and like this freaks me out even more. And Charlie Hebdo freaked me out. Wow. I'm sorry. This guy had tweeted at them several times too, um, basically attacking everybody there. Um, over the past, you know, couple of years. Attacking them how? Attack, just like, you know, just attacking them like, uh, in you know, in, in in any way that a tweet could attack you. But basically just be, you know, nasty tweets toward them. But like violent threats or not? Um, too bad uh, Cap Gaz News, which is the Gazette, can't do an R say, which must be an article that they write, based on shit reporting. But thanks for supporting my cert petition. P.S. Fuck you. Okay. Um, wow. It's tough because um, I got to tell you, when you work in the media, you get that's uh, you would get a message like that twenty times a day, and it doesn't even phase you because you, you're just like whatever. Do you still have any of the emails that you got when you were when you were working at Patch or the Globe or anything like that? Yeah. Do you still have any some of the nastier emails that you've gotten? I mean, 
with Patch, the nasty emails must have been like, "Oh fuck you, Chris! You know, mm. You're you're censoring me in the chat room, you know, and that kind of thing." It or, was, yeah. But you must have gotten some real fucking crazies at Boston Globe, Boston.com. Yeah, not to throw Hillary Sarton under the bus, who is my old editor at the Globe. But when I first started working there, um, I remember I kind of did a pickup story on a local news article in Colorado about a I want to say like nine or ten year old girl maybe even eight like definitely like elementary school who had shaved her head in solidarity with a friend of hers who had like pediatric cancer and the school was like this violates our dress code like you're suspended and I wrote it up because it's obviously fucking insane. And I don't know how you're an educator and believe this. That's cool to do to a kid, but whatever. Our society is bullshit. Hmm. So she got suspended. It got written up in the Colorado media. I came across it and I wrote it up for Boston.com. And when I did, I got this insane letter from someone who was like, all this school is trying to do is protect this girl from becoming a lesbian. Oh, my God. And it's like when you... Oh, and thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, it was like a very detailed thing about how, you know, they like, oh, why is she shaving her head? It was like this old woman who obviously is fucking sexually neurotic out of her fucking mind. Uh, and it's just like, oh, yeah, obviously she just is a lesbian. And so I replied... <laughs> I was like, LOL. And by the way, this is like my first few weeks at the job, so I'm not trying to, you know, yeah, go yeah, crazy. Yeah. But it's it's an insanely bigoted and insane email. So I just reply like, LOL, I knew I would get an email like this. She takes that and forwards it to like John Henry, <laughs> Brian McGrory, all the people who run the globe. And so Hillary is like, please tell me that you did not send this to this person. Oh, shit. You know what? I remember you sending me a copy of that. I I was mad. And I replied to Hillary and I was like, "Is um, does Brian McGrory think that there's like a reasonable debate to be had about whether shaving a young girl's head turns her into a lesbian? Because I don't think there is. And if this is the place that thinks that, then maybe this isn't the place for me. And we had a huge fight. And honestly, I thought I was going to get fired because I was so mad that they would not let me just tell them. I wasn't like, go fucking eat your mother's ass, bitch. I was like, LOL, thought I'd get an email like this. And they were like, oh, my God, how could you possibly do yeah. this? You didn't say, uh, <laughs> you didn't say. I'm, I'm going to uh, fuck her mother in the yeah. ass. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm promoting so-and-so and, -so and uh, fucking your mother in the ass. But Hillary, I, you know, to her credit, I think uh, understood uh, but I, she was worried about, you know, Boston.com was just starting out. And like, what if she sent this to Hannity? It'd be a lot of attention we didn't need. But at the same time, I was like, well, why are we fucking writing about this stuff if we can't shit on people who are obviously morons? All comes back to civility, folks. Civility is bourgeois yep, yep, garbage. Absolutely. It is what fucking white people cling to when their lives fall apart. Civility is bullshit. I do have some of the emails that you got sent, like really uh, a screenshot of the tag to an article you recently published. It shows that Ms. Blah, blah, blah is addressed as Lara, while Mr. Caesar is named simply Caesar. Even the email addresses capitalization indicate that women should be seen informally and men formally. 
see and hear this all the time. Women called by their first names while men are always called by their last. Just to be clear, this is sexist. My guess is this is something to be taken up, not necessarily with you, but with your editors. That's an email from some guy named Scott to you. He said that my name was capitalized, whereas Lars was not. Yeah. Weird. And in there's a screenshot below where it's like, uh, everything is just fine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's so fucking many things cra- I don't remember. What man. a bunch of fucking crazy. Like, seriously, the, the alpha crazies are on Boston.com. Like, alpha crazies. Uh, are they still? I haven't read Boston. I know, no. I, I, know, I mean, I'm it's sorry. Really... I'm sorry. I meant they were on Boston.com. I don't know I what the status of that is now. I, all, anytime I check an article, like, for the once in, you know, a blue moon, mm. I check an article that's like, that I know is going to have salacious comments or. it's gonna have it's gonna have uh hellacious comments yes it's just a string of like this comment was blocked like (laughs) for pages and pages and pages one of my proudest well i I did want to just say that a lot of people i really respect and are good writers still work at boston.com but it is obviously a shell of what it used to be sure i have no idea how it's operating or even why I yeah. mean, um, there, there are really good we writers had, there, and I, I would still work there too, but I would feel, frankly, kind of demoralized at this point. Yeah. Well, you know, you wouldn't be able to operate your Twitter account either. Yeah, they were really uh, bitchy about that. It's so stupid. That's, it, that you, you, Twitter is your brand. And uh, I don't want to suck my own dick on the pot or whatever. You but You should not. Well, not literally. Yeah. Or maybe literally. No. Okay, not literally. Okay. But, like, has the Globe figured out social media at all? No. They don't know shit, The Globe they? hasn't even figured out how to uh, how to paywall correctly. No. They are so bad at paywalls. I, I relish every fucking time I get around that stupid Me paywall. Me too. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Think of all the old white idiots who cannot get around this, whereas right. me. Meanwhile, New York Times can do it right, and uh, Washington Post can do it right. Not the Boston Globe, though. Well, what do you mean? Because I can get around those. Oh, you can the same way? Not the same way, but if you open up in incognito. Oh, incognito, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, Boston Globe has a weird thing where you can't read it in incognito, <clears throat> so you got to go in and delete the cookies. Yep. Delete the cookies only for Boston.com. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, BostonGlobe.com. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I'm reading a lot of BostonGlobe.com, honestly, recently. Not really. I mean, I don't think I read more than what you're allotted per month. There's good people there. I'm going to say Adam Vaccaro, fucking Stephen Ear. Um, Are they still operating Spotlight? Spotlight's still up and running over there in Boston Globe? I actually don't know, but I think so. I think this is kind of their investigation arm. That was a good movie. You know, I never saw that. It's actually really good. And they filmed that at the Globe while I was working there, and I still haven't seen it. And apparently there's, like, people I know that appear in it. Oh, really? There was this like beloved cafeteria worker who everybody loved, who I guess is briefly in it selling somebody like a slice of pizza, and that really made me fucking happy, honestly. Sarah would like you to name one person who writes at Boston dot Boston Globe or Boston dot com. Boston dot com. Yeah, Kevin. Um, sorry, Colin. Such a bitch. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's a very no, good not Kevin Cullen. Um. You know, 
<laughs> Sarah's laughing at you. Uh, Kevin Slane. Kevin Slane. And um, another so person whose so name I can't remember. So wow, what a so monster you, Sarah you, is. You remembered your name. <laughs> <laughs> there was a kid who was an intern when I was there. Now he's a writer. He was really good. He's from New Hampshire. He knows who I'm talking about. I love you, buddy. You were smart. I'm just a little drunk right now. I can't uh, remember your name. Who else is good there? Uh, Meredith Goldstein, maybe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Meredith Goldstein's cool. She sucks. What do you think she sucks? She's, Why do you think she sucks? She sucks. That's uh We'll go on. We'll we'll go into that off off. No, no, off no. podcast. You now. can you can rag it's on def- that. It's definitely an off podcast thing. Okay. So, all right. Because um, you fucked her. Yes, clearly. That's weird, man. It is. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't do that. I know. Yeah, not not Meredith Goldstein. She um. She's she's a relationship advice columnist at the Globe for people who don't know. Yeah, I mean she. she Obviously, gave Michael some bad advice. No, no, not really. Okay. Yeah. But no, she just stinks. That's Sounds all. like you liked her. No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't, Chris. That's great, you did. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna have you uh, smear a name I like this. I totally believe you didn't. Okay. Okay. Great. You haven't fucked anybody, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Are you sure? Are yeah, you sure? I mean, uh, that's another. Uh, you know, I'll show you the evidence off the air. I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Oh, I've got evidence. No, buddy. give me less less info. Please. I'll show you the evidence. <laughs> no, less, less less information. Tell um, me less, please. Um, <laughs> wow. An hour and a half. That's a pretty long one. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty good. Well, we'll cut this down to about twenty five minutes. Yeah, I got to get that under like ten minutes, but yeah. that's all right. Oh come on. No, it was a good app. I feel good about this as one. As if, as if we are actually on any other any time constraint. I have nothing to do. Nah, me neither. I mean, right? Ken, what a what a blessed boy he was to come on the pod. That was very nice of him. Um, he he works so hard, and I appreciate his his vision. You're laughing, but I, not, I mean it. I mean, I'm, it. Sarah is cracking me up in the chat room. I'm sorry, what, Sarah. What is your fucking problem? Do you know what Sarah did the other day? I'm gonna slander Sarah. Oh right now. boy. Yeah, because uh, guess what, Sarah? I have the fucking microphone, and you don't you know got what? shit. He's saying this because I just shut down the chat room. That's why. Okay. So, Another Sarah chat. and I, good not, friends with... Not the, uh, not the chat room. I'm sorry, the call-in line. But go on, please. Brian Abrams, friend of the show. Yes. Former editor of Death and Taxes before it was shuttered by the bit he, bullshit gods. He, of he makes magazine. all those wonderful photoshops of you. He does. He was, um, he's a good guy. He really believed in uh, in me as a writer, and... It's very kind to me over my career. Anyway, he's uh, working right now, or he's released an oral history of the uh, Obama administration. It's a big thing for him. He, he did an oral history of uh, Die Hard as well, the production yes, of that. Yes, I heard about that. Uh, which I thought was cool. So Sarah went to a uh, like book release party of Brian's in New York that I couldn't attend, but a bunch of people went to, and Sarah got a book. And was on a subway train in New York back oh, home. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. And apparently some young woman who was just too drunk, had too much to drink, threw up on the train. And it caused a big commotion oh, where they closed the train. Sarah. It wasn't Sarah, but it was a passenger. Oh, okay. And they had to, like, call an ambulance. But it, like, fucked up the subway. Like, people were waiting and waiting okay. and waiting. Okay. And so Sarah... It's a big book. It's like 500 pages. Threw it at this woman. Threw it at the woman. Who threw up? Yes. 
This is slander. But yes, she threw it at it. I'm lying. But she threw it really hard. And um, the funny thing about that, it's less funny when I lie to you about it. But Sarah told Brian that she did that. And Brian is fucking really upset because... (laughs) He believes her, and no one's told her. Yet. No one's told him that she was just kidding. And he's like, "You're not. You're not getting a replacement book." <laughs> wow. wow. So wait, he was less upset that she threw the book, and uh, uh, oh no, he's upset that she threw the book, oh, okay. which he mistakenly believes because we lied to him. But I'm saying that he's less upset that she threw the book, threw his book, than she threw a book at a person who just. Uh, probably had the worst night of oh, their lives for I know, think for that many years. I think that inspired his revulsion for sure. Yeah, he was like, "Why are you throwing any book, let alone the book I gifted <laughs> you that I personally wrote to throw at some poor woman?" And Sarah like, to her credit, did not deviate from that narrative to the point that I was like, "Why did you fucking do that, Sarah?" <laughs> Can- can, I I know I know we're going long here. We'll, mm-hmm. prob- we'll probably cut this out anyway. But since we're since you know yeah we're, we're telling stories about vomiting on a train, I don't know, it had to be about nine years ago at this point. I was at a work party, mm-hmm. and it went very late. I was coming back home on the red line because I lived in Arlington at that time. Coming Ooh. back home on the red line. Honestly, they're the best line. The red line. I think so. I, I, I like the red line. Yeah, that's, that's a good line. I mean, the weird thing about it is it dips into these, like, very different socioeconomic areas. Yes. <laughs> and, especially, yeah. ba- especially like, nine years ago. It was, mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. But that was before they started building all these condos and shit out there. Right. So, anyway, it's probably, like, one in the morning. And I had just been out drinking for a very long time. Yeah. I drinking yeah. a lot for a very long time. I get on the train, and I'm I'm probably at about Porter, and I'm I'm starting to feel like kind of mm. I'm starting to get the spins a little bit, Uh-oh. and I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, one more stop, just make it one more stop, <laughs> and then you can get out, then you can get out, and there's no problem. You won't be that guy. I won't be that guy. <laughs> well, right between Davis and Alewife, I was that guy. Oh no! And I yeah, right into my jacket. In it your was, jacket. It was in my jacket. I had my jacket on my lap. Right into my jacket. Ooh. And everybody got up. Like, there was only a few people on the train at that point, but they still didn't. I remember. <laughs> they didn't even look at me. They just got up, and they just <laughs> went to the end of the train. And I thought to myself, in my, in my, you know, whatever state I was in, I was like, I don't blame them. Yeah. I would do that, too. Good for you, man. So then I get off at Alewife, which... It's like the end of the line. I was, I was, wa- I was walking distance from Alewife. I get on the wrong end of Alewife because I'm probably half blind because I think one of my contacts <laughs> fell out at that time. Too. So um, I can't really see where I'm going. And I'm having like an asthma attack at the same time because I had thrown up. <laughs> I had thrown up this just vile <laughs> mixture of high life and like, you know, queso. So, oh, oh God, fuck. it was terrible. That so I'm awful. like having like a full out like asthma attack and i'm blind <laughs> and i'm stumbling i stumble out the wrong way of alewife and i'm i'm like walking some random way that i don't understand where i'm going but i can see the towers like the the high-rise towers that are like i think they're like the um low-income housing um 
I can see those towers right and right that's right by Fresh Pond. And I'm like, okay, if I'm if I'm near the towers, I'm almost in the right area, which is not true. <laughs> I was actually completely the opposite. Just area. making up a so whole new life I for actually, yourself. I actually paid to go back into Alewife <laughs> to go out the other to go out the other side. <laughs> and then uh yeah. That's I a got, good story. I got I got home, my wife was so fucking pissed at me. <laughs> the next yeah. day I was like, Oh shit, I think I've ruined my jacket. Yeah. So, yeah. How is the jacket today? Uh, the jacket doesn't exist anymore, but mm. I did take the jacket to my friend who was a dry cleaner. Yeah. And he said that uh, when they, because it had sat in a bag for, you know, a couple months. <laughs> and um, uh, he said that he, when when his dad um, applied the, the steam to break up all the, um, you know, all the crust on it. Yes. He said that he swore in so many languages, because uh, Hungarian is his first language. He swore in Hungarian, English. He might have sworn in Russian, maybe. Um, and uh, they had to open the door for. They had to open all the doors in the store for hours to get the smell. Get out of the there. fuck out of here! And Are I'm you like, serious? And I'm like, dude. I'm like, I am so so sorry. I. I'm like, you should have just thrown the jacket out and and not told me. You should have just told me the jacket is not savable. But no, he's a stand-up guy. He did the jacket for I me. I feel like now you have a better story. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. That's badass. So anyway, yeah. Uh, is it, uh, do you have any drunken stories to tell, Chris? No, right? I don't think so. You're never drunk. That's why. I've never been drunk. Never. Yeah. Not once. Um, I'm trying. Well. You're kind of putting me on the spot. That's okay. Yeah. I'm sure I'll have a, a good drunk story eventually. I feel like I have a lot of uh, stories about you. Maybe not exactly drunk, but high. But mm, Yeah, I could see that. High on life, Mrs. Caesar, if you're listening. <laughs> well, do you have a story you want to share with us right now that no. you can do quickly? Um, no? Like some, a little something? Uh, it was actually a couple of weeks ago, Chris, where I uh-huh. came... I came here yeah. to do a podcast with you to record. And I look over and you're like asleep at your computer. <laughs> what do you mean? I think you were asleep at your computer because your no. head was down. You, you had. I think you had done a lot of um, weed, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm okay. not. I'm not familiar with the nomenclature. Sounds like Chris. me, but um, I don't think I fell asleep wax, in front uh, of you. You really? No. You were at your computer. Your head was down, and you you were completely silent for like ten minutes. I was probably contemplating our fucking political situation, man. Oh, okay. It's a dark time. I didn't want to disturb. Sometimes you. I get overwhelmed. I didn't by want it. to disturb you if you were asleep, <laughs> so I just kind of let you be. But I was concerned that you were dead. <laughs> I don't. And the thing. Like, we can, like to kid around, yeah. But I just really smoke pot, <laughs> so like I don't know why I would just pass well, out. No, or no, you you smoke pot, but you smoke some pretty strong varieties, don't you? Yeah, but yeah, yeah all right. I mean, maybe this I, is not this is not a call for an intervention, Chris. This is just no, a fucking funny story. I just feel like I would remember you being like, "Yo, you passed no, out." No, you wouldn't remember if you were asleep. You didn't say anything. No, why would I? Wouldn't embarrass you like that. Yeah, for, you would. Except for right now. <laughs> hmm. I mean, but I also feel like it wouldn't embarrass you anyway. No, it doesn't embarrass me. Yeah. I just, 
I feel like there's another explanation, but maybe I'm sure not. there is. I'm, well, I'm probably you know, maybe just you were looking, incorrigible. Maybe you were addict. looking at your phone. I was probably drinking off. Okay, you're laughing. That's worse. You're trying not to laugh on the mic, but I, worse, I can actually. see you laughing. It's not worse, man. I'm just trying to like, you know, you, God gives you a hog. You know what I mean? And you look at the hog and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? And it's like it, what you choose to do with your hog. That's what makes you a man. And um, yeah, anyway, I turned off Chris's mic. So because <laughs> the show's the show's about to end. So uh, uh, Amazon dot dot com. And we'll see you next week. Stay away from ice, everybody. Fuck ice, bitch!